0: Hi there, and welcome to everybody watching from a a miserable Ibrox on and off the pitch now, I suppose. Um, Rangers have defeated Motherwell 1-0 here, but I think the reaction at the end of that game, said it all Craig, uh, boos it it full time. It's been a long, long time since I've been at Ibrox where there's been that uh, reaction, especially since Rangers have, have won at home. Yeah, absolutely. It's been
1: uh, a tough afternoon. I think it's fair to say it was tough for us to watch it. It was tough for the players on the park. It was tough for the manager. I think the reaction that we've seen in the post match press conference shows that they're not happy with it. But the the the, the crux of it is, it's, we're not seeing stuff change. Time after time, we're told the players need more. The, the players need more time to settle in. That we're told that it's the manager's going to be more consistent with his team selection. We're told that the um, the players are going to get it right on the park. And we're just not seeing it. We're not seeing any evidence that this is get this is getting better. We're not seeing any, any evidence that it's going to get better. And you can't help get the feeling that this is just almost delaying the inevitable of where this is going to end up because sooner rather than later, Michael Beale is is going to be out the door if performances like this continue.
0: Yeah, really, really hard to disagree with you there, Craig. I mean, uh, obviously, we are pretty fresh out of the post-match press conference from Sam Lammers and who I think conveniently forgot a few words in English at, at that time. I've never known a Dutchman to, to forget so many words in English. Um, and, and Michael who who is quite fiery that I've seen him. Um, but in terms of talking about the game overall, what what did you make of that performance overall? And, and then we'll maybe get into some specifics after that.
1: Yeah, I think performance overall, it was nowhere near good enough. Absolutely nowhere near good enough. It was slow, it was laboured, it was um, passive. A lot of players, both on and and off the ball, weren't good enough. It just was not a fun afternoon at all. Positives, we got the win. Three wins in the course of eight days. Three clean sheets um, and we got three points. That's about all of the positives that you can take from that game got on the score sheet. I don't think he did much else outside of that one. He did well uh, winning the penalty, um, which uh, Liam Kelly subsequently said in the post-match press conference that it was a stonewall penalty. So um, I guess it's a bit unfortunate we've not seen it back, but it, it was offside, obviously. Outside of that, there's not a great deal to take from it. Actually, more concerns than anything else. The concerns over why there's no fluidity in the team, concerns over um why we struggled in the first 15, 20 minutes to make a five-yard pass or any pass forward to any of our to any of our players. That was a real concern. We're not creating good chances at all. We are um there's a couple of times early on where we tried to go wide. Motherwell had however many um, tall, tall central defenders and, and defensive players that were just heading the ball away for fun. Anytime we tried to go through the middle, it was um, it was a really congested. We we are used to this. We should be used to this, and we should have a way to to kick down the door and 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 score the goals that we need to that we need to do. Actually, this is this feels a bit weird because we won one nil, right, and we got three points, and all we're doing is is be, picking out the negatives of the team. But I think this is the sign of a trend. And I think this is the time that, a, a sign of what a lot of people saw coming a few weeks ago. And the, the worry is now that we've still got five games to go to this next international break. Are we going to win them all? It's tough, it's tough to see us doing so if if you continue to have performances like today. And if you don't win them
0: all, then you're just in a world of pain for the rest of the season. Yeah, I said it. I think. I think you've summed up how, how we all feel there, Craig, which I think is fair enough. Um, Looking in, in terms of that uh, game, I think one of the few positives we did win, it was a clean sheet, uh, I think, and I think that's pretty much all you can say about it. Maybe touch on the goal a wee bit there. I'm still not entirely sure what happened with that goal, but the ball goes out right. Matondo gets it, has a sort of scuffed shot and I don't know if it hits off Dessler's backside but we were 1-0 up at that point despite playing very, very poor football and I really, really expected us to kick on from there but it just despite a, a sort of good goal, it just never came.
1: Yeah, I think you've been a bit harsh there on on that goal in terms of a scuffed shot in and, then <laughs> and then off Dessler's backside. <laughs> That's absolutely not what happened. It was some nice play actually down uh, down the left-hand side. ball gets, makes its way across the edge of the box to Matondo who I think his shot might have been going wide, given how, given the size of the deflection that that Dessers had. Um, but Dessers reacts quickly, finds the, um, manages to divert the ball into the top corner, and Rangers are one up. And I thought it was a a good goal, and it was the first really promising piece of attacking play that we'd had outside of that. It was um, we really struggled to string anything together in that first half. It was um, it was quite demoralising from from that perspective and you go into half-time and you think, right, the way this season's gone, we've been playing one bad half, one good half. Mm. The good half just never came today and I think that's the that's the really concerning part and it's, it's the really disappointing bit too. And even when you start to ahead, you're like, right, we've got Livingston in the Cup on Wednesday night. I've paid my 22 quid uh, ticket for that one. Am I excited about going? Absolutely not. Yeah. Am I uh, thinking about watching it on the couch instead of turning up at Ibrooks, Potentially. But it's a sign of the times, and I think it's a sign of how Rangers fans are generally feeling at this moment in time. It's a it's a sign of the the frustration, the lack of belief in the team, the lack of sign of any style of play. It's all coming together, and it's not a
0: it's not a good mix. No, agreed, I totally agreed. There's um, just a few comments that I want to. Normally, we sit and we go into the match and we go into detail and you know phases of play and what's happened, but there's just There's genuinely not enough to talk about that. We could be talking more about Motherwell's performance, by the way, than than Rangers' performance, which is... I mean, no disrespect to Motherwell, it's a disgrace. Being at Ibrox, we should be hammering teams like that at home, but we just never saw it. I just want to pick out some comments here. RFC56 says, Our signings have been a waste of money. The winger thing is a joke. Style's absolutely rotten. It's really hard to disagree with that. The two players, or there's three players I want to talk about in particular, but Dessers and Lammers were, were two of them today. What do you make of both of those players and and cyril des is in particular okay got the goal but i i you know I'm, I'm very patient with players i like giving them time and i'm normally the last one to, to jump on the bandwagon and saying he's absolutely terrible but i'm really really sort of heading towards that direction I have never seen a striker that has been offside so many times in my life. It was about five or six times that he was offside. Don't you say anything about me being offside? That was going to say anything about you. being offside. I was going to say, did you watch Fashion Camera for the yeah, last two years? True, That's true. what I was going to say. I think
1: every every time you sign a new player or you are you bring new players into the into the squad, you're like the the real assessment is, are they better than what was here before? Is Cyril Dessers better than what Antonio Cholak was? No. Is serial desert likely to score more goals than Antonio Cholak did? Probably not. So I think you're then looking at right. So we've put double that amount of money that we spent on Cholak uh, into serial dessers and we're not seeing we're not seeing that benefit. One of the things that we are, um, I guess, looking at, and Michael Bill raised it in his post match press conference, in terms of. Um, the supply and the and the delivery that that these players are getting up front isn't good enough. There's there's nowhere near any quality in terms of the um, the balls that Dester's getting, the positions that players are are putting them in. It's the same to Sam Lammers to a certain extent. Both should score. Dester does score, but Desser should score a second, or Lammers should score a first on a, on a couple of occasions. And we need to see those numbers come come back, or just arrive in the first place but in terms of in terms of new signings in terms of how impressed or unimpressed I've been with them the the jury's out on them and they should, it really shouldn't be out on them at this stage given how many games we've played and how many important games we've played as well
0: No purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply yeah I totally agree it's it, new signings at this stage of the season you're kind of you know if they're going to be it or not and there's still massive question marks over some of these guys I mean I think Sam Lammers was even asked it in the in the press conferences uh, the, the amount of time you've had in Scottish football should you be aware of the the, the style of Rangers you know the, the expectations of the fans and he was like yes and we didn't see it on that patch today not, not at all um <laughs> The next question that I want to come in and ask you here is from RFC72. Uh, Hi there, RFC72. But the comment says, finishing the game with five at the back, three centre defensive uh, uh, midfielders is embarrassing. Time wasting for the last 15, 20 minutes as well. Stuart Kettlewell touched on it that surely we've got, to, and, and your I think infamous tweet that will go out into the Twitter sphere now. If you haven't seen that, it does. He looks like a bit iPhone, of iPhone a, I, a, some sort of Star Wars hologram in there. But he said that that, that was one of the biggest compliments that he could take away from the game. Is that the Rangers were time wasting at Ibrox in the last 15-20 minutes. I, I, <laughs> there was some awful attempts to keep that ball down in that that right hand corner. Um, but yeah, what do you do? You make of that comment that. We have finished a game with five five at the back and three defensive midfielders. I mean, baffling.
1: So it's not supposed to be five at the back, right? It, it turned into that because the players weren't there. We weren't keeping possession of the ball. They looked bit jittery the last 10, 15 minutes or so. We were inviting Motherwell onto us, which is not what we do. Jack Butland was forced into a couple of good saves today, but one within that period where he was, they, they, I think it was Oli Shaw, was one-on-one with him and he pulled off a good... A good save. Jack Jack Butland has been a very good signing for us, um, but he, we, he shouldn't be being tested anywhere near as much as he as he has been so far in a Rangers jersey. It's I, I think that the lineup, the the persistence of bringing Ryan Jack on as a sub baffles me, in a lot of games. I fair enough if you want to give him a bit of game time, but not it shouldn't be every single game. He's a player that. Slows down the play for us. He's, he's not a dynamic midfielder that 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 can swap in and out with the likes of Sufentes, Who actually I thought Sifuentes did quite well today. Mm-hmm. What well, didn't set the header alight, but I thought he did okay. And I think you can see the building blocks that are that are getting there. Um, John Lundstrom was man of the match. I think deservedly. Borna Barisic had uh, one of his better games mm-hmm. for us defensively, and he was up against uh, a pace winger. And a, I think when the sub came on, quite a physical winger at that point as well. But these are players that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be saying or relying on to have a good game at Ibrooks. It should be the forward players that we're talking about. It should be the creative players. And I understand that the likes of Cantwell is out confirmation that Tom Warrence is out until after the next international break. Um which is a uh, it's a calf issue, I believe Michael Beale said in, in the press conference. It's just I don't know. There's no there's no rhyme or reason as to why this is what we are seeing on the pitch. The £13 million plus was invested in the summer. We're not seeing the benefits of that. We're not seeing the benefits of good scouting. We're not seeing the benefits of a clear setup from the manager. We're not seeing the, the benefits of players showing their own quality and playing to their own strengths. Also, if you're a professional footballer, you know what you're good at. And if you're in a team that's struggling, you focus on doing what you're good at. And we're not seeing that. At the moment, um, I think the players know that they're in a, a difficult moment. I thought actually when we went to the obviously Matondo went off, he got a kick to the knee. you to Michael Beale, um, and he'll be out for. They um, think he might be out for a long time as well. Okay. Um, he's away for a scan, I think, um, after the next few days at least. But we went to three at the back. At three at the back with when Suter came on um, to replace him. Actually, I thought Sutter Goldson, and Davies did really well. At that point, they I thought they played well. Sutter and Davies were on the ball more. Um, Connor Goldson was dominant in there as much as he could, but it was what was in was what's in front of them, and it's what um it's the amount of effort that was going as well. I mean, we've not even come on to Scott Wright. I assume you're going to ask me about Scott Wright at some point. But Scott Wright is a right winger who we've today decided to play on the left, but not keep him not even keep him on the wing that then cuts him in. We've decided to play Scott Wright out wide, but also then tell him to um tell him to move into the middle of the park and almost play that number eight role, potentially move, move more, moving more up to the number ten um sort of position. But that's not where his strength is. Scott Wright's pace should be an asset. It should be something that we are able to take advantage of. A bit like Sima, a bit like Matondo. These these should be real assets to us and we just we are just not managing it at all, and we need to find solutions. We need to start being convincing. We need to look confident. We need to. We're winning games, and it's hard. It's hard to argue with that as a rationale. But today was the first time, in a in a press conference that I've seen Michael Beale look genuinely scunnered by it all. He, he was genuinely. Normally, he's quite brash is the wrong word, but he's quite confident. He's quite defense. He's quite defensive of. His style and his players, and he's he's like you say direct. Today was not today. He was angry. Today he said that they had the honest words with the players. Um There's only so many times I think you can have honest words, and and that they they're going to land. We might well be be past that stage already with with these players. There's a clear disconnect between what the manager is wanting them to do. Assuming today's performance is not what he is asking of them, and what the players are delivering. So why is that? What 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 are we missing? What do you, why do you think that that is and there, there is that disconnect?
0: I've, I've no idea. Do you know, it was something, I mean, you've absolutely blown through about 16 points of my agenda there. So the, the podcast is about 10 minutes shorter than, than what it normally is. But I, I honestly don't know. It, it was something I was going to come on to ask you in terms of, it was so noticeable when Kettlewell was in there and uh, and Liam Kelly was in there. There was one word that got mentioned more than any, and it was buying. The players are buying into what I'm doing. The players are buying into the way we're training. The players are buying into the way that we're playing. I don't think that we have that quite yet. I don't. I said it in a podcast a couple of weeks ago as well. There are, I still feel that there are some players that are on that pitch that turn out for us that that need reminded that they play for Glasgow Rangers at times. I just, I, I'm just not. I don't know why the passing so bad. I mean, having seen the training videos, I should say, see the way, I know I keep harking on about this as well, but see, having watched all the pre-season stuff, all the training videos, hearing bits and bobs from from people on and around the club, I don't understand. We It's like we are training to play a way that we never come up against those teams. You can see it when we've got pace in the wings and we're cutting the ball on the inside, that's partly how we got the goal. It was nearly how we got the, the penalty, quick, direct through the middle. I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I mean, the back five as well, I, c- I can totally get why he's gone to a back five, but it was, I was expecting Barisic and Tav to be further forward. Uh, and I I, I disagree with, with you in some points in terms of that, I, you're right, Ben Davies, Connor Goldson and John Sutter were all passing the ball between the three of them, but it wasn't going up the pitch. It was just going in between the three of them and it, just, it was about two minutes and we had the ball with Motherwell would press. We played we played perfectly onto them, but... Um, I, I don't know what it is. There's 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 clearly issues going on behind the scenes that need um discussed and and even the other thing I was gonna say, sorry, was I, I don't know why Barisic is on at left back. I know you put, again you put a tweet in that he was the best player or you felt that he was the best player out in the pitch today but for me that was Yilmaz should have been playing there and he would have been far more suited to that to that style of play in, in, in terms of five at the back but w- what do you think about the point in terms of, of the buy-in and in terms of the players going on? do you think the players have bought into Beal's system and his style of play? I don't think I've seen any evidence that they have. I don't think I've seen any
1: Anything that, that gives me confidence that, yes, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, maybe they're not quite in the right positions yet. Maybe they're not quite playing the ball quickly enough. But I'm not seeing any evidence of that at all. I don't... Time and again, we have been asking, what what system does Michael Beale want to play? How does he want to set us up? I think we've seen a clear change since the international break in terms of he's, he's now kind of playing those... Instead of going a, a straight kind of four three three. um, beforehand before the international break he was he was experimenting with two up top and one behind or one up top and two behind i think he's clearly gone for the two sitting midfielders three in front of them supporting the attackers and then the the, the sort of focal point striker who today would have been serial dessers at times you're seeing some positives from that one but we're not seeing enough of it and like you said earlier on when i uh, Goldson, Davies, and Sutter all had the ball, and they're passing it fine between them. It's not really their fault. It's the it's the movement and the the availability of players um, ahead of them to make space for them to pass to. These guys can can pass the ball between them all day. We could play, we could play ninety minutes and have a hundred percent possession with with um, the three of them in Gold and uh, Butland playing the ball between each other. But that's not what we want. That's not what what football is about. We um, we we need to get better, we need better movement, we need to players to understand what they're doing, but it's just, for me it's, it's just not there at this moment in time.
0: Yeah, I agree, I think there was a lot of things wrong about today and just that I don't know, after such a uh, encouraging performance at second half against um, Real Betis and, and, uh, and a good win, it just even though we've won today, it's just been brought right back down to earth and I don't know, I just feel totally scunnered again. But uh I'll I'll end the podcast and, and ask it, There was a roundabout question. I think both the manager and Sam Lammers were asked about it. Not not this directly, but how the hell do we make that better? Generally, how how do we how do we make that better? How do we get buy-in from the players, Craig? I'm I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me. I thought you were about to I thought you're about to tell me.
1: I'm not I am not the man with all the solutions. I am not a tactical genius. Um I am I I, I can give my opinion on here. Um strongly or or not but I think it just it, there's so much wrong that it's difficult to pinpoint just one thing that we need to do to, to get better there's loads of comments coming about the handbrake off and uh, the handbrake is fully deployed and that's a, that's a, something that's going to keep coming back time and time again to, to almost haunt Michael Beal at this stage this, we're seeing the opposite of what we expected to see from a Michael Beale team we, what we saw in the last six months of um, the season, uh, last season, sorry, um, gave me hope. It gave me positivity. It gave me. We were we were being quick. We were being inventive in attack. We were being uh, creative. We were scoring good goals. We were, um, apart from against Celtic, we were playing well and we were beating anyone that came before us. Now that is not. Uh, now that is not the case. We look lethargic. We look slow. We look pedestrian. We are letting Motherwell be the better team. Against us at Ibrox um, and being lucky to come away with with a victory, William Kelly said um, in his press conference. He was like anyone that was there today would would agree that that Motherwell deserved something from that game. It's difficult to yes. it's difficult to argue with that, and but that's a very that's a very sorry way for us to to be, and it's a very sorry state for us to be in. It feels like we are just at the end of September or heading towards the end of September, and we are clinging on. To keeping, to staying relevant in this season, and that is absolutely not where we need to be. I said at the start of the podcast that it feels like we are on the inevit- We are on the journey towards the inevitable. In terms of fans are just waiting for the for a uh, slip up or the teams to make a mistake and um, they'll jump all over Michael Beale like they did during the, the last international break. I don't think it's uh, and even at a stage I can't even argue against it that much because I think a lot of people are fully justified in what they're feeling. We sat and watched that for 90 minutes today, and it's the first time in quite a while where I've been bored at a Rangers game. And looking, at, looking around us, looking at supporters that were sitting behind us, looking at um, other people in the gantry, everyone was just bored, bored out their mind. And that's not what we want from a Rangers team. First of all, we want a winning Rangers team. We want a winning Rangers team that is lifting, lifting shiny silver things in front of us at the end of the season. That is what we want. We've got a chance in the League Cup, we're clinging on by our fingertips in the league. And um, the Scottish Cup's obviously still to come at the, at the turn of the calendar year. So we've got a chance now to make the changes. We've got a chance to to recover it. But it feels like a long way and it almost
0: feels at the stage now where it's too much needs to change for us to be successful this season. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you and I were talking about it in the, in the press room there. It, it, eerie feelings of deja vu. Isn't it from, from last season and in, in, in Van Bronkhorst's tenure at the club? It just it, it's just like that, that hearts game midweek all over again. I feel this with with the reaction of the fans, just I think it says it all. But just before we go, what what are you expecting now on Wednesday? What must this team do? What must Michael Beel do to to win around the supporters? Because it it has to happen very quickly now, Craig what am I expecting or what do I think will actually happen so so what I
1: hope will happen is that we will free off the shackles a little bit take that handbrake off as as was said and we will play with freedom we will play with speed we will play with um, attacking ingenuity what do I think will happen more of the same as today I think it will be a stodgy performance against Livingston I, I think it will be a struggle I think I, um, I realise I'm not Doing the game on on Wednesday, I'll be up my season ticket seat. But um, it'll be a stodgy performance, and yourself and Ross will be here after the Livingston game, having pretty much the same the same reaction. One of the main things that I took away from today was that we were told by Michael Beale that he was going to be more consistent in his uh, lineup selection. We, we were going to see more consistency, and that the the front three changed completely there's no way we are going to build consistency or or build those um build those links uh between the players and build that um relevance and, and, and build that familiarity and how they play he said that he said in his post match press conference that both Seema and Roof had slight knocks and he wanted to keep them fresh for for Wednesday yes it's a tough schedule but we should have a squad that is good enough to cope with that kind of schedule. We have a squad that is 30 plus players. We have we've got we've effectively probably got three starting elements mm-hmm. that we should be able to play. We are not seeing that, we are not seeing any of the depth that we think is there. Yes, there are injuries. You've got Cantwell out, you've got Raskin out, you've got Lawrence out, you've got Matondo out now. Um, but we need to deal with it. We need to, we can't go about moaning about it. We were in this situation last year in the Champions League. We had James Sands and Leon King starting a Champions League group stage game at centre half. I mean, we should have learned from those situations. We cannot we cannot stay in situations where injuries become such a big factor. We need to be better. We need to we need to have that backup. We need to have more of a consistent quality across
0: our squad. And it's just it's just not there at this moment in time. Yeah, that's uh, it'll be it'll be really interesting to to see how how Rangers line up on Wednesday. It'll be interesting to see how many supporters are here on Wednesday as well, because I, I just you heard that you know, when people were leaving, they were just like yourself humming and hawing about about being here on Wednesday, and, and it's. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a difficult one. Got to start that game well, but um, yeah, I think that just about sums it up. And we didn't even get to John Lundstrom actually playing pretty well today. I thought uh, that maybe the only other positive um, from the game. But listen, thank you to everybody tuning in and watching. I believe the the viewers and listeners out there will be able to catch you tomorrow, Craig, live at eight thirty. Oh, you tested me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, live
1: we'll be live at eight thirty tomorrow night to try and dig a bit deeper into this and then start to look forward to the Livingston game but it's uh, I'm not sure how we're going to pick the bones out of this but that's a job for for Kieran and JB to do so uh, make sure you tune in at 8 30 tomorrow and join the
0: conversation. Yeah I'm, I'm sure they're absolutely delighted that they agreed to to be on that one after today but listen thank you to everybody for for tuning in your comments as always I did not think there was so many car references that, that, that could be um attributed to Michael Beal that that ha- handbrake off comment will haunt is whole rangers career i think but um listen thank you to all watching tuning in uh, and and have a good as as good a sunday night as you can have everybody sports social podcast network 18 plus.